Hey, yo, we got two games today, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas. There's no more afternoon, 1, 1 1.30 p.m. East Coast time starts. No more 4 p.m. starts. It's 6.30. It is 9 p.m. We've got two games as a lot of these first round series are wrapping up, whether it's sweeps or whether it's now going to be maybe potentially ending in the next few days in a five or six game series. But we do have these two games today, and uh, it's going to be a little bit easier to break down whether it is the injury news, whether it is the target offense sheet, or whether it is the early interest, because, well, there's half the amount of games as we've been dealing with since the playoffs have started and really since the bubble has started way back when. So thank you a ton for being here. We're going to break this down in an efficient manner. I'm still dealing with some illness issues, so we're going to be as efficient as possible. Don't worry. Efficiency does not mean a lack of information, a lack of effort, a lack of production. No, we're going to be efficient. We're going to hit all those things in a timely manner. So let's get into this. And before we do if I could ask you please like button for me a couple seconds of your time if you're watching on YouTube big subscribe button that really does help this channel grow we're pushing towards 25,000 subscribers as the NFL season gets closer just 16 days away those NFL videos that there's a stockpile of 110 to 115 are starting to pick up the viewership that I was expecting a couple of weeks back but you know COVID maybe there's not a season all that stuff has put everybody's search interests on hold but now that it's here now that it's real every single day people are looking at it more and maybe you are too and you should you should go into that playlist and get some of the free information, soak it into your brain and educate yourself to steal a Dollarouskis from your league mates this year, or maybe the, just the bragging rights if that's all you're playing for. But get some Dollarouskis in there. It's a little bit fun, some stakes to play for. But we're here for the NBA two-game slate. We're going to get right down into it right now. We're going to start with the injury and status dashboard that is going to be brought to you as always by Superdraft. Superdraft, if you use the promo code SAL, S-A-L, you'll get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. I think they're doing some sort of slow drip for uh, retrieving your deposit bonus. After you spend a certain amount of dollars, you get a certain amount of from your bonus, that type of thing. So Superdraft is a multiplier format. And I do project Superdraft projections with DraftKings and all that stuff on my Patreon down below. And we also have golf content and the NFL and all that stuff will be there if you want to check it out. It's linked down below. But just for a peek behind the curtain of what my Superdraft projections, my number one overall player in Superdraft today is Donovan Mitchell. He has a 1.45x multiplier and he grades out for 69.18 fantasy points on Superdraft. Now he doesn't look that great of a play on DraftKings because his salary is now priced up above $9,500. He is the third most expensive player on the slate. He has scored 50 real life points twice in this series. I believe he's one of the first players ever to do that in a series. A couple of people have done it in a postseason run, Michael Jordan, and I believe maybe Kareem, but he's the only one to actually do it in the same series, which is pretty crazy. And you've seen guys like Jamal Murray get up there as well with having multiple 45 plus point games in the series. So he's not going to look as good as DraftKings because their pricing has been efficient. But Donovan Mitchell's multiplier in Superdraft right now is as if nothing has happened in the past week or so with how well he's been playing. So they've kept him at a 1.45 multiplier. He is going to be my best play there. And even if he's not your best play, if you do projections as well, it's going to be pretty hard for him to not be a top two or three play for you on that format. So go ahead, check out Superdraft. There's no salary caps. It's just a multiplier. So when I say he's at a 1.45x multiplier, it means he gets 0.5x more points, meaning 45% more points compared to somebody, let's just say like Luka Dantich today, who just has a 1x multiplier. That doesn't mean he's a bad play. It just means he only gets the points that he gets, no bonus points, since they assume that he's a fantastic player and going to score a lot. So Mitchell, go ahead and check that out. Promo code SAL, that's S-A-L. It's linked down below in the description of this YouTube and podcast, or you can just go to superdraft.io and you can use that promo code on the sign up page, 50% deposit match up to $1,000. And you're going to have a slow drip on retrieving that. So not much news today. Pat Beverly is doubtful with a calf. Maybe this will change into questionable because they can really use Pat Beverly right now. Reggie Jackson being on Luka Dantich for that final shot of the game was not ideal for them or him being on the court in general, because he is nowhere near a good defender. So this is going to impact Landry Shamit, who should play in the mid twenties. Reggie Jackson, who should play close to the mid twenties as well. Dallas Christoph Porzingis. I'm currently projecting him out in the projections. Obviously, if he's in, I'll just switch that. If he's in, I'm going to have 
have interest in Christoph Porzingis at just $9,100. He'll grade out for a little bit over 47 fantasy points for me if I give him 38 minutes of play. I had some people complaining or just saying that they didn't see his late news and couldn't get him out in time. They released the fact that he was out and not in the starting rotation. Well, they told us that he was starting and playing 30 minutes before the game. And then 30 minutes after the game or about 15, 20 minutes after the game, they said he was late scratch. So you had no chance. I had no chance. Nobody had any chance of actually getting Christoph Porzingis out of their lineups. And apparently they knew that this was going to happen about 30 minutes before lock once the PR team actually put in the original lineup. So a little bit of a letdown there from the injury reporting of the Dallas Mavericks. That's not normally the case. I rarely see that, especially from this team. But if he's going to be out, we know Luka gets a bump. We know Trey Burke probably starts again and he plays close to 30 plus minutes. Kleber, Boban, these guys are going to get extended run compared to Boban's normal like eight to 10 minutes. He probably gets in the mid-teens. Kleber goes to playing his normal minutes at 30 to 32, but he just has more productivity on them. Michael K. Gilchrist cracks into the rotation. He's been in the rotation, but he just gets a little bit more run now. Gary Harris is questionable with a hip. They could really use Gary Harris out there because nobody can step in front of Donovan Mitchell right now. They're trying to put Torrey Craig out there, but he's just such a liability on the offensive end and gives them just a, almost a zero there on that side that it's really hard to keep Torrey Craig on that side of the court, especially when he's not even playing fantastic defense on a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Nobody's stopping him. Gary Harris would probably be their best option of doing that. Since there's no Gary Harris, you're seeing Monty Morris play big minutes like in that last game. You're seeing Torrey Craig play pretty decent sized minutes. I have them both right around the mid 20s in minutes today, but we did see Morris pop off for a little bit extra run in the last game, but there was some foul trouble on the side of Denver in that game. So let's quickly take a peek at the target offense sheet before we get into our interest for today or early interest. Target offense sheet, you're going to see the highest total out of the two games is the late night hammer. Six point favorites are your Los Angeles Clippers, a 121 team total for the Clippers, a 115 for Dallas. Those two team totals are higher than either of the team totals in the Utah Denver game. We've been seeing some big overall scores out of Utah and Denver because Denver, a team that we're normally used to playing great defense, is not doing that because, well, they're having to give Michael Porter Jr., who's maybe the worst defender in the playoffs right now, minutes. But if you've noticed, they're not giving him his 34, 35 minutes that he was getting in the play in games before the playoffs. No, he got the low 20s in the last game because he's such a liability. Now they need to give him more minutes than that because they just need offense on that side of the ball. So no Will Barton, no Gary Harris, two of their better defenders. I think you're going to get Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes to go up a little bit. I don't think they're anything major. His price point has come down. So we could talk about that maybe on the early interest, but I give him about 27 to 28 minutes right now. Other than that, you did see Jokic and Jamal Murray playing huge minutes, 40 apiece, 40 plus apiece in the last game. I gave them both 40 minutes today. That seems bold, but they're on the brink of elimination and they're probably going to roll out their two best players for as much as they can go, especially a younger player, not a big man in Jamal Murray, but Jokic can handle that. You can see the new conditioning on him. It's helping him out there. We saw the, both the power forwards in Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap play 30 plus minutes apiece in the last game. It's tough to project them for that again, but again, it's desperation mode at this time. They don't want to be putting out their PJ Dozier. They don't want to be putting out their Mason Plumlee or Torrey Craig for extended run because it's not giving them good offensive play. So I gave Jeremy Grant 33 minutes. I gave Paul Millsap 32. On the Utah side of things, yeah, it's the studs going to continue to play their normal run. Mitchell and Gobert are going to push towards 38 minutes. Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal will be the other starters playing in the mid 30s. And you get Jordan Clarkson, who had another nice game off the bench and contributed, probably playing in the mid to upper 20s. And then that's about it for uh, key pieces, right? You'll have some guys filling in the pieces of Juwan Morgan, Tony Bradley, and Niang are the guys filling out that rotation for me. But I'm not going to be touching any of them, even on a two game slate for value. It's just really tough to get there because I have Morgan projected right now for 6.8 fantasy points. Not good. Tony Bradley projected for 10.9 in 10 minutes and Niang projected for 10 and 14. So if you're trying to get sneaky, I think you're just playing bad players at that point. From the Dallas and Clippers side of it, yeah, we can talk about my interest here. I'm going to be much more appealed to this game as I assume a lot of people are. We obviously have to wait and see the Kristoff news, which can be pretty impactful because if he's in, maybe you can't shift your salary around because of the Utah Denver game to actually get to him and now he becomes lower owned. If he's out, obviously there's a ton of value on Dallas that they really didn't price up most of it. That one want to get to as well because he's a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer on the season and in this bubble. He's a guy with massive 
passive usage rate around 30%. And that's all going to trickle down to so many of these other guys. And also he's a guy who's playing 35 to 36 plus minutes in this bubble and in the playoffs for the first few games. That game is also going to be the faster pace game by a wide margin. We're going to see about six and a half more possessions per team in that game at 103 pace metric in my pace model. So let's get into it now. These games start again at 6.30 p.m. East Coast time and then the Dallas Clippers game around 9 p.m. So hopefully we have that Christoph's news by about 8 30 p.m. But the early interest we're going to get into. And as always, the early interests are going to be brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight. Here's the thing you type in Sal NFL, one word, S A L NFL. Take a second of your time, click the link in the description, or just go over to monkeyknifefight.com. If you type that code in, you'll get $5 just free. No strings attached, no deposit bonus needed, nothing like that. You just get no card needed. You just get $5. You can play it on a player prop. So all you're saying is more or less X amount of fantasy points for this player. So for an example, if you want to go in there, I have Luca currently projected for 60.79 fantasy points. You want to go in and see what Luca Dantich's over under is for his points. Go ahead. You can take the over. You can parlay it together. You can win. You get to keep whatever you win. But if you want to deposit the minimum over there and play a couple extra contests, you deposit $10, their minimum deposit. You still get that five free dollars. You get an extra ticket into a contest and you get my Supreme Draft guide for the 2020 fantasy football season, which I know people watching this right now are literally going to be drafting tonight, tomorrow, or sometime this weekend. So be sure to check that out. Supreme Draft Guide, all my rankings, top 150s, 150 player profiles, key stats, uh, tiers, all the stuff that's going to help you dominate your draft. There's more information linked down below. There's going to be a page that will help you out with any frequently asked questions that you might have. So be sure to check that out down below. Promo code SALNFL will get you all of that stuff once you play $2 of non-promotional balance on Monkey Knife Fight. You'll the Supreme Draft Guide and all that as well. So getting into it now, you'll notice there's not a ton of players on this. I'm just listing, I believe right now around 11 players. But that's because it's just a two game slate. I currently have 26 players in a player pool because overall on today's slate, since there's only two games, I'm only actually projecting players to see any sort of minutes. 38 total players I have projected minutes for today. And I mean, some of those guys I'm giving like five or six minutes. Guys that are over 10 fantasy points in my projection today are going to be just 32 players. So I'm projecting 32 players out of those 32 players that are getting above 10 fantasy points. That is, I currently have interest in 26 of them and I'm listing 11 of them here. So normally as we normally do it, you're going to be getting, there's like 35 to 40% of my early interest right here. The rest of them, the final interest, the rest of all those interests that you're not seeing right here, you can find over on Patreon, link down below, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore is where you can go as well if you want to type that one in. So let's just get into it right now. We'll start it just team by team. For Dallas, I'm assuming, and this is going to be assuming Kristoff's is out because I think it helps you more if I explain what happens then in my projections rather than me saying, if Kristoff's is in, I have interest and all the other Dallas guys don't look that great. Now, the price points have come up a little bit, but not enough. Like if we get Trey Burke starting yet again at $4,500, Trey Burke looks like a very good option on this slate. And right now he would look like my best option on this slate. I have him for a 0.88 fantasy point per minute producer. I have him at $4,500 projecting out for over 27 fantasy points. And he's the only guy projecting out for 6x value for me as of right now. So he obviously looks very good. And I would assume he would be one of the highest owned players on the entire slate. There are pivot options. If you think that JJ Barea sees more run, if you think that a little bit more expensive, Tim Hardaway Jr. gets out there. DeLon Wright actually did not play a single minute was a DMP CD, a healthy scratch in that last game did not play, although I assume he was available. So there are some sort of pivot options. Seth Curry at the very similar price point. Like if you're going to have Trey Burke today being on a two game slate, 80 something percent owned and Seth Curry being 40 percent owned. Yeah, there's a chance that Seth Curry beats him out that much of the time. But then you have to hope that Trey Burke just busts, right? And he scores in the mid teens at that point or just 20 points flat. So I think he looks like a strong option. Obviously, it's a two game slate. You're going to have to get different or leave money on the table somewhere. So playing the chalk of all chalk, which is likely going to be like either Luca or Trey Burke, is going to be obviously not ideal, but it's just going to be hard to avoid. At Luca Dantich right now, I'm giving him 38 minutes. After what he did in the last game, I'm sure every single person in the world is going to want to play Luca Dantich on a two game slate where he's actually affordable at just $11,000. 
Now he's a thousand dollars more than Kawhi, the next most expensive player on the slate. So it does make for some decisions. But Luka Doncic at this point, if indeed I keep Kristoff out, he's going to project out for like 64 fantasy points. If I put Kristoff Porzingis in, he's going to project out for me right now at 60.79 fantasy points. And as of right now with Kristoff's out, Luka is my number two play on the day as I continue to go down. Maxi Kleber is somebody to look at. Got into a little bit of foul trouble in the past couple of games, but still played 30 plus minutes. He's a guy who's just going to be maybe their best rebounding option. Their best option against Kawhi Leonard without question is going to be Maxi Kleber. That's not really saying much, but he is a good defender. He's not contributing much on the offensive side, but if Kristoff's is out, you would assume that he just is forced into that. Somebody who can stretch and not only rebound and, and score at the basket, but actually go out to the three-point line. $4,200. It's nothing fantastic, but if I give him just a 0.75 fantasy point per minute producer, which I'm sure he can do a little bit more than that in 32 minutes of play today at 4,200, he does grade out as one of the top values as well. Nikola Jokic's price point is just way too cheap. I assume he's going to have to pick up a lot of ownership because you can play a Luka and a Nikola Jokic and play the rest of your lineup and build it out. At $9,400, I don't see him playing less than 36 minutes unless he gets hurt or he gets injured. I actually have him at 40 minutes today. And at 40 minutes, he grades out as a very strong play. On Superdraft, he's actually my number two play in the day with a 1.3x multiplier. So be sure to check that out as well. Promo code SAL on Superdraft gets you that deposit bonus. Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant are pretty interesting options to look at. I was looking at Popcorn Machine earlier this morning to try and see exactly what they were doing here with their minutes. And they were just letting their starters run bigger minutes. They weren't putting some of these guys in off the bench. You saw Paul Millsap actually started and he played pretty much the entire fourth quarter. He came out with, I believe, he came out with 22 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So he closes out the entire game. He gets himself 35.3 minutes of play. Jeremy Grant ends up starting as well. So this was the thing. They started Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap. And with Jeremy Grant starting and then starting a different type of rotation, Jeremy Grant goes out there and he plays 35.6 minutes. So it's interesting. If these guys are both going to start again, yeah, I think they both get some pretty extended run. You didn't see any minutes going out there for PJ Dozier, who's been playing decent minutes as of late. You saw a guy in Paul Millsap's minutes get cut down to just, or Mason Publi's minutes get cut down to just about 10. So Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant. They both started in that last game. Michael Porter Jr. came off the bench where he only played 23.3 minutes. I assume they'll have to play him like three to four more minutes just for the offense that he brings to the table. But his defense right now is just so bad that they need Jeremy Grant out there more. They need Paul Millsap out there more. So I'm currently giving Paul Millsap 32 minutes and Jeremy Grant 33. I kind of took two minutes or so off of each of them and gave that pretty much to Michael Porter Jr. Got him from 23 to 27 in my projection. So at that point, I still do like Jeremy Grant. I still do like Paul Millsap. They both grade out for me as of right now as top 10 plays in the day. A lot of these guys, I mean, there's only two teams, but a lot of these guys from Denver and Dallas are standing out early on. Jamal Murray would be another one. Jamal Murray's not going to be grading out as the best value today because they priced him up to $8,000 now, but I have him for 40 minutes. So he still does grade out as pretty solid value. Grades out as my number 11 overall play in the day. I'm hoping that he kind of goes a little bit less noticed. I assume the ownership won't really be there as much on Donovan Mitchell because now he's more expensive than a guy in Jokic. He's a very similar price point to the Kawhi Leonard, right? He's in that range. So maybe it leads it to actually giving more ownership to Jamal Murray by default. Just because there's really not a lot of options in the 8K range. The only other option at all in the 8K range is Paul George, who's been letting everybody down as of late. So I think you might actually see when people are in that range, they might actually choose Jamal Murray, the player who's actually playing well, putting up good recent stat lines and actually producing. They might choose him over Paul George, which I can't really blame anybody for doing. I'm going to tell you again that I do have interest in Paul George. I do have Paul George right now as my number 10 overall play in the day. He's one spot ahead of Jamal Murray, one spot below of Jeremy Grant. Not an overall projection, it's just an overall point per dollar value. Paul George, yeah, he's been struggling. I've nerfed him down like as much as I feel comfortable. I have Paul George as a 1.12 fantasy point per minute producer. That's what I have him at today. He's been normally like a 1.3 guy in the season, 1.25 at worst during stretches of the season. He's just playing as bad as possible. And yeah, it seems like it might be the pressure at this point. Maybe he's playing injured again. I don't know. He's, his shot is just broken. He's not being aggressive at this point. He's being very timid to get the ball out of his hands, at least from the last game when I was watching. So yeah, I, I would not go out there and just tell you to blindly play Paul George right now because he is a good basketball player. Because one, the price point isn't changing. If anything, it's coming up a few hundred dollars. But if the ownership is going to 
to reflect the fact that Paul George didn't on the last lead. He's like the highest home player. But if it's going to reflect this, the fact that people are off of him right now because he's playing terribly, then there's a chance to get back into it. I think right now, depending on ownership, will determine if I want Jamal Murray or Paul George in that section. I have Paul George projected for one and a half more fantasy points, but it'll really come down to ownership. Assuming that Patrick Beverly is definitely out because he's doubtful, I'll have some interest in Reggie Jackson at $3,700. He's the only guy in the 3K range that really stands out to me. Other than that, maybe you go to Torrey Craig for his 20 to 25 minutes. Maybe they give him a couple extra minutes to get closer to 28 to 30 minutes today. I just can't see them doing that all that much. And then there's not much. Boban at $3,800 if there's no Kristoffs and Boban was to start looks appealing, but I don't see them doing that in a playoff game, especially for how well Trey Burke and guys like Seth Curry played in that last game. And then there's nothing else after that outside of if an injury occurred. Landry Shaman is the only other viable piece to play mid-20s and minutes, but he's a very bad fantasy point per minute producer below 0.6 fantasy points per minute on the season. And then to close it out, Zubak, $4,300. Be very weary of Zubak. He only played like two minutes in the second half, not due to injury, just because of the way that the game was going. Now, the Clippers really can't keep Harrell on the court. He's out of shape and Luka Doncic is just destroying anytime Harrell's on the court. Luka Doncic has a lot more success going to the basket because Luka Doncic is like the same exact size as Montrez Harrell. When Zubak is significantly bigger, so it's a little bit more of a, a challenge getting to the basket, which is something that he's not really known for doing Luka anyways, but it's just easier. And we're going to give a prolific score an easier path to score. That's not great. So you would think that Zubak would have been on the court more in that second half, but he wasn't on the court at all. So that's a concern to show that they just didn't have faith in Zubak in a close game like that in a game that really mattered to keep him out there. He only played one minute in the fourth quarter. He started the second half and he played five minutes. So he plays six minutes exactly pretty much in that second half, which is not great because he did play 15 minutes in the first half. So you were expecting some big things and he had a great first half. He had over 20 fantasy points at the half and then he doesn't do anything after that because he only had six minutes in the second half. At $4,300, I would prefer guys like Trey Burke. I would prefer Maxi Cleaver, assuming Christoph Porzingis is out, but I also would assume that he is a little bit lower owned because people are going to go to Nikola Jokic at $9,400. They're going to go to guys like Rudy Gobert at 76 to the center position and he's a nice value center option for you. And to close it out, yes, on a two game slate, I'm not going to just say that Kawhi Leonard is not interesting to me because he is. He he played in that last game, 41 and a half minutes in regulation, 46 and a half minutes total. Kawhi Leonard does look like a fine option today. He only grades out as my 12th overall play out of 26 interests on this slate, but I have strong interest in him. He's one of my like 10 or 12 yeses on this slate as of right now. Look, I have him for like 51 and a half fantasy points in 38 minutes of play. If he goes out and he plays 40 or 41 minutes again, he's going to grade out for closer to 60 fantasy points today at just $10,000. And that's obviously great. And on a two game slate, I should have more interest in Utah. But as of right now, Rudy Gobert's my only really strong interest. Look, Donovan Mitchell's priced up to $9,700. It's going to likely lead to lower ownership. So that's where in your GPPs, not in cash games, but in your GPPs, the value might not be there, but the ownership might create some value in it. But outside of that, yeah, Rudy Gobert grades out as a top 10 play for me today. I gave him 38 minutes. He projects out for over 40 fantasy points. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if a lot of teams today and people will build Jokic plus Gobert lineups because then that spends a lot of your money and makes it hard to get a Luka Dantich or a Kawhi Leonard. But if you think that those guys aren't needed today, or maybe Kristoff starts and you get your pieces of Dallas by getting to Kristoff and not Luka, that could be interesting. I think a lot of people will choose one of Jokic or Rudy Gobert, which then makes having both of them in a the lineup pretty unique. They're both very strong options for me today. So it'll be interesting to see what lineup construction looks like. But then after that, if I was to project this by my point per dollar, so Utah, Rudy Gobert grades out right now as a top 10 play for me. After that, it's really hard to find the next best guy. Royce O'Neal is in my player pool right now, but he's outside my top 15. And then the rest of these guys start to get into my player pool, but they're right around my top 20 or top 25 plays on a day where I'm only actually projecting out like 36 players to score over 10 points. So Utah's not going to look like great value, but, but if you're not playing cash games, and I assume a lot of you are playing tournaments, especially on a two game slate, especially if you're watching this video, most people want the top dollar prize, which I completely understand. That's a situation today where I think you're going to be finding some value in playing those players just because of lower ownership on a two game slate. I assume most of Dallas is going to be owned, especially if Kristoff is ruled out last second. I assume a lot of Denver is going to be owned because of the minutes they played in the last game and their price points just 
just being honestly the cheapest on the slate. The Clippers have some value options in there, but then I think Utah, because of the way that their players are priced right now, and the fact that they're all already priced up for Mike Conley kind of not being there, their prices haven't come down right now. If anything, they're still going up like Donovan Mitchell's. And yes, you're going to find value in the lower ownership on those guys. They look like the worst plays on the day, which is not great. But when you factor in if they have low ownership, which I'm going to assume, then they start to look a little bit better. So thank you so much for tuning into this video. A little bit of a shorter one because look, there's only two games. This is how it's going to be as of right now. A little bit of an update on my future content. I'm going to be covering the NBA, right? Until the NFL season pretty much starts. But even then when we're in the showdown games of the NBA finals and all that type of stuff, I'm not going to be covering it on YouTube, but I will have the projections over on Patreon with all that stuff. Because look, it, it just doesn't make sense when the NFL season starts to be covering the NBA, putting my time and resources to be covering it on YouTube. That is, I'll still be covering it, keeping up with the box scores, the minutes and all that. But it doesn't make sense for me to cover it on YouTube when the search volume is going to be near zero and everybody's searching for the NFL. My efforts will be going fully towards the NFL content once the NFL season starts. And it's just a perfect timing because the NBA season will pretty much be ending. They'll be in like the NBA finals at that point or the conference finals, like showdown slates at that point. Golf will be ending pretty much this week, but really next week, the tour championship, a 30 person field, sort of a gimmicky event, if you will, the winner the leader is going to start like 10 under. So after that, then there's a couple of majors, but then they're pretty much done until next year as well. So it's this nice natural end to the other sports while the NFL takes the stage. And I would not be shocked if that's obviously the reason why, because they know a lot of advertising dollars and eyes are going to be going towards the NFL. Let's get out of this thing's way and we'll come back once the NFL ends in like January or February. So thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe before you go. Big subscribe when it pops up. If you're listening on the podcast, I really do appreciate you liking and subscribing. If you leave a review, you get a chance to win $50 as well if you stayed until this point in the video and podcast. If you want to support my work, you can do so down below on Patreon or by supporting one of the sponsors of this show today. Superdraft promo code SAL gets you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and or, and or that is monkey knife fight. If promo code SAL NFL, all one word, SAL NFL will get you five free dollars to play a monkey knife fight for a player prop, whatever you want to do over there, or more or less an over under. Or if you deposit $10, you'll get an extra ticket into a contest and my Supreme Draft Guide to dominate your drafts this upcoming weekend or today or in two weeks, whatever it might be. Thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate you all a ton and I will see you in the next one.